This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 172. The ARRL Teacher Institute's recorded live on Slurpee Day, Thursday, July 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're back after being off for the 4th of July, and we'll be joined by Matt Severin, N8MS, Allie Flynn, KM3ALF, and Chris Bickle, K1BIC, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Uh, last week, I hope you enjoyed Independence Day here in the U.S., and uh, the week before that, Jim Wilson, K5ND, Bill Stearns, NE4RD, and Mike Crownover, 85A, were here to talk about the World Scout Jamboree. And we also had an update on Walmart parking lots on the air. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime. Just go to hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW, 5085 AM, Saturday evenings at about 6.30 PM Eastern Time. So tonight we'll be talking about teaching ham radio. So get your questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can call us after the interview on the telephone. And we're back to the old number again. So it's 812-638-4261. And I'll give that number out again a little bit later. Um, so you can have that ready to go. It's not time to call in yet, but that number is 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. You can also tweet us, as uh, many people do. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive, so you can send us your questions that way as well. So I'll be back with Matt, Allie, and Chris right after this word from ICOM America right here on HamTalk Live. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. Make the most of contest season with one of these ICOMs today. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. And the IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 
installing 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Right now, you could be sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, and enjoying the good life. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. So we thank you. And now here's Neil Rapp with more of the show. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show again tonight. And uh, they have all kinds of great stuff, so check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Tonight, our guest, live from Newington, Connecticut, Matt Severin, NHMS, is the instructor of this week's ARRL Teachers Institute 2, which he teaches annually. He's an elementary school principal in southwest Michigan. He became a ham in 1999 after his teacher mentor in Elmer, Jim, KU4C encouraged him to get his ticket so he could use ham radio in his classroom. Matt says that ham radio has given him many opportunities to share a hobby that he loves with many school-aged children, and his school has participated in the school club roundup, talked to hams across the nation, even spoken to astronauts aboard the International Space Station. And you can usually find Matt on the air operating satellites. Allie Flynn, KM3ALF, is the Lifelong Learning Administrator at ARRL. Allie performs the day-to-day operations of the educational initiatives at the League, and she became licensed in April of 2018. And Chris Bickle, K1BIC, is the Lifelong Learning Manager. Chris manages the educational initiatives at ARRL. His background is in higher education, where he spent over 15 years as a director of online learning and an educational technology administrator. His undergraduate degree is in psychology, and his master's degree is in teaching. He's a trained Skywarn spotter and is a member of the ARRL's uh, board. Uh, their new ARIS committee for the International Space Station. Uh, Chris has been licensed since June of 2018. And uh, we have uh, Matt and Allie live here in the uh, hotel in Newington. And we have Chris via Skype just a, a few miles down the road. So uh, good evening and welcome to the show. All right. Thanks for having us here. Hi, Neil. Thanks, well, Neil. We're going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about uh, Teachers Institute and and some of the things that ARRL is doing to uh, help spread the word about ham radio uh, in the classroom. Um, so, Allie, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the ARRL Teachers Institute, um, tell us a little bit about what the goal is for uh, Teachers Institute um, from the league's standpoint and what it is today and and a little bit of a look back at how it all got started. Okay, so Teachers Institute was started approximately 15 years ago by Mark Spencer, uh, who was in the Educational Services Division of the League. The program is an expenses-paid professional development program that is helping us to bridge the gap between students and ham radio via the teachers and the instructors. Um, There is three sessions. There are two level one sessions. Um, 
there's a one level two session, which is happening this week, you will have to have completed the first level in order to subsequently go on to the second level. The second level requires that you be a member and a licensed TAM. Uh, the first level does not require either of those. But um, So, yeah, we've just been trying to utilize it to instruct the teachers so they can bring those instructions back to their classroom and hopefully impart their enthusiasm upon their students. Very good. Well, Matt, why don't you give us a little bit of the uh, history? Because you and I kind of go way back with this. And I guess that means we're old. But um, we, we kind of go back to the days of, of when uh, Mark Spencer, WA8SME, was uh, designing all this and doing all this. So tell us a little bit about the the history behind how this all got started. Okay. So if I think back to when I went through TI myself as a student in 2008 and then TI2 in 2009, I spent a lot of time talking to Mark about what this program is about. And he really had this belief that we, we spend a lot of money with products and giving things to teachers and to classrooms, but the key piece that was missing was the professional development. And that's really what started the, the Teachers Institute. So over the years, it started out with some basic electronics, understanding radio, um, and also components of robotics. And as we think about what we're trying to do with our teachers, we want to inspire uh, learning with the teachers. It's not that we're giving teachers a lesson plan or a script to take back with them, but we want you guys to have something that you're excited about and you have tools that you can make fit into your classroom or to your school district and within your funding. So that's really kind of the foundation of how it all started. The TI-1 has been pretty constant over the years. TI-2, we've been playing with it. It's been evolving over the years. We've had a basic electronics teachers institute too. We've had a space TI-2, um, and the most recent one that we're running is called Remote Sensing, and it's kind of a combination of what was once a balloon concept, where we were talking about high-altitude balloons. It evolved into a buoy concept of collecting data using buoys, and uh, now we're talking about remote sensing, which can be applied in any, any environment, and we tied the satellite piece back into it. So we're really trying to keep up with the times. We evolve with what's happening currently with education. We're trying to stay abreast of all of the different standards that teachers have to make sure that they're addressing, but also maintaining that amateur radio component as we go. Well, I, I tell you, I, I've said many, many times that TI-1, the, the first one that I took 10, 11 years ago, was the best professional development opportunity i've ever experienced and and for the teachers out there you know how professional development goes most times (laughs) it's usually not good um and so ti1 was an incredible opportunity for me to um to learn a lot even though i had been a ham for 30 some years uh I, i learned a lot of the the technical stuff, the, the background and why this all works, and, and then more ideas of how to implement it into my classroom. Because I've been doing ham radio in classroom for 26 years, but 
it was the ability to get some new ideas and some new projects to, to come in. So this week, I, I decided I was coming back and doing TI2. I don't know why I waited 10 years to do it, but um, I, I say again, it's the best professional development opportunity out there, and this week has is, is proved to be uh, no exception to that. So tell uh, the listeners a little bit about um, what we've been doing. And by the way, the, the all, I think all of the members of the class here are, are, are with us here tonight in the lobby, so um, or just about all of us. Um, so um, they're all here um, watching and 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 watching Allie turn Fifty Shades of Red. I think, but um, but they're all here, and, and so tell us a little bit about what we've been doing, including including me and and I'll, I'll i'll tell an embarrassing story here in a minute but but uh tell us what's been going on this week all right so i want to go back to the first thing you said that you and you and i didn't have this conversation beforehand you said it was the best professional development that you had attended ever in your career and i echo that exact statement my year the year that i took ti1 i went back and i said this is the best pd that i've ever had in 15 years of teaching at that time. I, um, and, that, and that's really why I'm in this, position, in this position now. I was so inspired by it. I went to TI2 and over time became part of the, the program to teach this during the summer. Um, what we've been doing this week, uh, we really had four main areas that we wanted to explore this week. We were looking at ADC, analog to digital converters. We were looking at the buoy system or the remote sensing system. We've spent a lot of time looking at satellites over the last two days. And tomorrow we're going to talk about a project called Maria, which is basically a Mars rover. So we're going to use amateur radio to drive a little robot around uh, through the APRS network. It'll send commands to our robot, which will then drive around. Um, it, 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 earlier I said it's we're not giving you a script. We're not telling you what to teach. We're not giving you a curriculum, but we're trying to inspire those ideas. And I think that's what I heard you saying, Neil, that that's kind of what happened here. As a group, we've been sharing ideas. In fact, as the instructor, I'm learning along right alongside of you guys. We There were some things that we did this week that I lit up and I said, oh my gosh, I finally understand why that works. Or uh, processing some of the data in Excel, we found a solution to a problem that I've been having. Uh, I it must be working because this this group seems pretty excited. In fact, I know there was a group out this morning at 5 a.m. trying to work satellite SO50. It's not too often that you have your students waking up early to do the stuff that you're doing. And usually most evenings I'm staying late because one or two people have one or two more things that we want to accomplish during the week. And then you have students who try to put together an aero antenna that, that has an aero antenna at home and, and is, is screwing the elements together without the boom in the middle. And, and so I, I'm, 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 or I mean, this person uh, was, was, you know, experienced at, at operating satellites and putting these things together. And then, and then you get a student. And do this. So that kind of reminds me of, of the, some of the things that my students do that sometimes they they do things that they they, they know better but um they're not thinking like 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 the time that they tried to use a thermometer to measure something and left the thermometer in the case 
um, that that happened this year. So so you know there there are those those times, and so so it's it's truly a, a learning experience all the way around. You know, and not naming any names, Neil. When students do things like that of putting their antennas together incorrectly, it it reminds us as instructors exactly like what you were saying that sometimes you know but you just make a mistake and that's okay and that's part of the learning process we we want you to struggle through it as as instructors for teachers institute but also as educators we do that with our own kids we want them to fail forward we want them to pick themselves up and try again and sort it out and figure out why it works or why it doesn't because when they're doing that thinking they're doing the learning if you're just standing up there telling them what to do you're doing all the learning because you're doing all the thinking yeah, and and for those of you who aren't in the teaching world, uh, one of the acronyms that goes around a lot is "fail" is first attempt in learning, and so that that was that was my big failure this week so far. I've got one more day to go. We'll see if we can top that, but but um, that yeah, that was that was pretty embarrassing. But I'll, but I'll own up to it. So, well, uh, let's go to Chris here for a minute. And, and the Teachers Institute is just one of the educational initiatives at ARRL. So, Chris, tell us about some of those other things that you've been working on. Well, the next big thing that's coming along is our lifelong learning program. The department has been called education for years, and we'll still keep doing all the things that we've done, such as the Teachers Institute. And the light, the change to lifelong learning is to expand the Oh, I think we lost you. Initially, we're going to look oh, to help those are. who are licensed and oops, who are those who are licensed and may not know exactly what to do and may not have a Elmer nearby as as many did in the past. So, we're still in the development phase of that, but that should be coming along later this year or early next year and will be a really big initiative for ARRL in addition to the you know, the education technology program, which is already in existence and funds Teachers Institute, offers grants to teachers to start a station or to grow the station they already have. So lots of good stuff going on. And Chris, I get a lot of questions from teachers that are trying to start up a, a school station or a school club or, or work things into the curriculum. And, and they just really have no idea that these grants are out there um, for uh, putting the station together. And, and I guess I was one of the, the first ones to get a hold of that. But let's let's talk a little bit about that um, grant program for schools. Sure, there's two grants. One is a a station grant. So if you have nothing in in place, then we can give you a grant of up to fifteen hundred dollars to acquire a station. Of course, you'd need permission from the school, but we can help you get started with that. If you already have a station or have some pieces in place, we have a a progress grant that you could use to enhance what you already have, and it's a it's money to help you get started with with some instruction to go along with it but really the hero is the teachers who are actually putting these into place with the with the kids with the schools it's a real exciting thing to to see them 
take this this radio thing that's been around for years and apply it to all kinds of modern STEM activities, robotics and satellites and all of that. So it's it really can have a big reach and it all depends on the the teachers and we're just there to help them get started. Okay, and Allie, why don't you tell us a little bit about how all this gets funded? How do, how do you pay for all this stuff? The ETP fund, the Education and Technology Fund, Program Fund, is funded by our generous donors. We have quite a few out there who are supportive and very enthusiastic about uh, providing uh, support to our teachers, not only through the grants, but uh, those funds actually also support the Teachers Institute. So um, there, we get feedback from the folks who utilize the grants to purchase their their merchandise for their schools. We get feedback um, from our teachers every year, and uh, it's always positive. So our donors like to hear that. Yeah, the donors are, are very important for making uh, all this happen because it's uh, it's not a an easy undertaking to to bring teachers in for a week and uh, put them up at a hotel and and try to take care of uh, all of their needs and um, facilitate all of that. And you've done an excellent job at that this week. So thank you very much for for all of that and and to Chris as well. Well. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to take your questions, and uh, we're also going to talk to some of the other students uh, from the Teachers Institute here in Newington, Connecticut, live right here on Ham Talk Live. I'll be back with Matt, Allie, and Chris after this word from Tower Electronics. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower, Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder type PL259s. Get the 10th one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp.
Thanks to Tower Electronics for helping bring Ham Talk Live your way again tonight. On their HamFest schedule, August 4th will be in Berryville, Virginia, August 10th, Huntington, West Virginia, and August 17th and 18th at Huntsville, Alabama. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your phone calls. So if you have a question for Matt, Allie, or Chris, give us a call. The number 812-NET-HAM-1. It's 812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition... Uh, you're not going to find us because we're here in Newington on Thursday. So uh, doing the show live. So you, you won't be able to call in. But if you're listening to us right now, give us a call. 812-638-4261. Uh, do have a tweet that's come in from Brett, WY7BG, reminding us to uh, mention the uh, petition for the eight meter band. Um, there is an eight meter man that's uh, being proposed and um, the half wave dipole is, is ideal for uh, attics and, and, uh, and HOA controlled areas. So uh, if you get a chance, it's RM 11-843 and uh, you can find the petition on the FCC website and the electronic comment filing system. So uh, Brett wanted to remind everybody about that. Uh, so 812-638-4261 is the phone number if you have a question. And um, we're going to talk with some of the participants here from this week. But, um, Chris, let me uh, throw this to you, too. Um, what are your, your future plans for the TI-1 and TI-2? Where do you see this heading in a few years? Well, like they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We have a lot good that's going on, and our, our main focus is to just continue to promote it, expand it, keep the content up to date, and keep the teachers excited when they're here. I don't know that there's uh, format changes that need to be made because it it's, seems to be working well, but certainly... We do have a room for a few more people, and we'll keep looking for ways to get the word out, such as being here. So thanks for having us on tonight. Yeah, I was glad to uh, to be a, a help, at least to, to get the word out on this. And so uh, hopefully people can apply for these grants, and uh, teachers can apply to come to TI-1 and TI-2 and um, get some ideas. If you're struggling with getting ideas for you know what to do with your kids in the classroom to learn all these things um it's a great place to pick up ideas and it, you know it's not just uh it's not just physics it's not just uh even math you know it's geography it's foreign language and and we've even got an hvac guy here this week <laughs> and uh so actually matt why don't you uh you take it and, and talk to some of our participants here from the week all right. Well, you know, I, I was thinking earlier, you asked me a question about what we did this week, and I really just covered kind of the broad topics. 
Um, I, I suspect people would want to know a little more detail about what we're doing. Uh, it's really based on the the remote sensing idea where we first learn about how the sensors work. So we have uh, thermistors to measure temperature. We're looking at air pressure. We're collecting that data, and then we're using APRS to send it back to the classroom. So we, uh, that has that amateur radio link where it gets it back into the classroom. The satellite part really has just been about learning how to get on the air and work the birds. And I think I probably uh, need to give a shout-out to AMSAT, the AMSAT community. They have been really supportive as our, our new hams, our satellite hams, have been getting on the air. I think everyone in our group, this was the first time that they had made a satellite QSO, except for you. Um, and everybody so far has been able to make a, a contact, which has been pretty awesome. And Except for Neil, right? <laughs> and, yeah, we still have tomorrow. We'll be on a few birds tomorrow morning. And um, even having AO92 in the camera mode so that we could try to capture some of the high-speed telemetry was really appreciated and uh, just a great opportunity for us to learn and to dig into the data and play around with it. So, uh, like I said, tomorrow, the last part in Teachers Institute 1, the teachers learn about some basic robotics. We work with a robot that uh, from Parallax, and tomorrow we'll try to integrate that robot into the next level of control where we'll use amateur radio to move that bot around in kind of a Mars rover scenario. So I guess we'll start out with asking some of our students. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious to know what, what's been the best part of this? What are you going home most excited about? Who's up? <laughs> While we're waiting for somebody to, to come up here, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about this HVAC stuff because he's... He's got kids building tripods and custom building stuff for these satellite contacts. So, you know, and I think you even mentioned it in the class, you know, you saw the application and you're going, wait a minute, an HVAC guy, you know, he's teaching vocational. How does that fit into ham radio? And we found it works very well. So... So, okay, Dan's finally uh, come up here, so we're going to get Dan Fuller on here. Uh, so, Dan, what what uh, has been the highlight of the week so far? Okay, so I'm AC1EN. Um, the highlight of the week for me has been uh, being a ham for just over a year. I've been working with a great club up in Nashua, and they've done some high-altitude balloon stuff with us, and we did an Aeros contact. I, we sent that had to balloon up twice now. I didn't really know how those sensors were working. Um, I've really gone through the gamut of things that I can do with ham radio. I've contested. I'm teaching kids to get licensed. Um, and I myself have mic fright. Right now, you wouldn't know it the way I guess the way I'm talking. But um, so I, making my first satellite contact was really exciting for me. I did get up at five this morning with one of my uh, classmates here and we we failed the first time so at seven o'clock we were right back out there trying it again and i was able to make a contact that was the most exciting thing for me is to, to get the courage to finally make that contact and know that um you know i had the support in in the learn, learning environment that we have here now now technically it wasn't your first satellite contact though because because you had an heiress contact so tell us a little bit about the the heiress contact 
I, you know, I guess I didn't take that as a satellite contact on my own, my own antenna. That was a lot of support that I had. So uh, last December, I was fortunate enough to get an Aris contact from my school, Hudson Memorial School up in Hudson, New Hampshire. Um, Great job, those Eris people, uh, all the people that work to put this together, the ARRL, the AMSAT people, um, the Nashua Area Radio uh, Society. Uh, was phenomenal. The kids really love this event. If this is something teachers can you know apply for and get for their school through the Eris committee, um, it, it it does you know change their sights on any of the STEM curriculums. I had a, my favorite part of that was one of the students after came up to me and said, you know, I really didn't care for much for math, but I really get it now, and I really want to do well because I really want to go into this this field. Um, can you tell me more about ham radio and how I can get involved? Um, so. And besides that, since that now, now I'm part of that ARIS committee as well on the education side. So I really love what ARIS did for my school. And it's it's been good to uh, to work with you on the committee and and see what those things are are you know coming up for Eris. So it's been uh, been great to to see you here instead of just hear you on the teleconference. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the telephone number if you'd like to call in and ask a question about Teachers Institute or any of the ARL education initiatives. Why well, give us a call eight one two net ham one eight one two six three eight four two six one or you can tweet us it's at at if i can talk at ham talk live on twitter and uh, we'll, we'll check the questions here for a few more minutes and and we'll see if we can get somebody else that has a highlight from the week that you want to that you want to share and, and and while uh jeff is coming over here uh, drew if you're listening shout out to you for turning on the camera yesterday and today because we needed that so jeff what about you what was your highlight well one of the things first of all my name is jeff weigel and i teach down in hampton virginia middle school science down there so it was quite a treat to be able to come up here uh to the aril headquarters here and not only see where everything is put together but to be able to operate the radios here at, at the the, the main station here. Now, that being said, um, we know that kids like things that they can get their hands on, and that's what this class has been all about. Uh, how can we introduce uh, amateur radio uh, with some objects and things that, that they can actually see and do in class? So I'm looking forward to combining two of my best loves, that would be radio, with teaching, combining those together, and what a mission that is, to be able to take that back to the kids and ignite the interest in, in what's out there. And let's face it, they already like um, they already like space and aliens and things like that. So we're already, if we're sending a signal up to a, a satellite and bouncing it down to another part of the world, what we're getting out there, what we're really getting out there. So um, just looking forward to taking back the tools that we have to the kids so that um, they can help make those first contacts back at the school. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. 812-638-4261 if you have a question. We're going to wrap things up here pretty quickly, but uh, if you have a question, give us a call. 812-638-4261 or, rather, um, or tweet us at HamTalkLive. All right. We've got more s- stories of, of what's going on this week. Hey, thanks a lot, Neil. Am I good? Yep. 
Uh, I'm Tom Laborn from Cedar Hill, uh, Missouri, and I teach at Woodridge Middle School in High Ridge, Missouri, Jefferson County, which is just south of St. Louis. Uh, most valuable thing I probably am taking out of TI2 is the same thing I took out of TI1, interaction with other teachers. Uh, being able to apply this stuff, I'm a pretty new teacher, and being able to hear what all my peers are doing that's making a huge difference in how I'm actually going to apply that in my own school. I'm really excited about the remote sensing because I want to strap those things on rockets instead of buoys. Sorry, Matt. But the uh, but either way, it's it's making a very meaningful impact of using all of this stuff to help the kids in my county, and that's what I'm most grateful for. Yeah, there's just uh, so many things that you can... Um, use this this arduino technology that we've been using um to do all all kinds of stuff and uh he's been talking about these rockets all week he's like no i want a rocket so so we're gonna we're gonna see uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on you and see if uh, that rocket uh comes out so okay we've got one more so we're, we're gonna do one more here but if you have a question give us a call 812-638-4261 or tweet us so cora Hey, I'm Cora Suggs from Columbus, Georgia. I'm excited to be here. I've learned a great deal and um, gotten a lot of support from this group of teachers. And um, I'm excited to use the remote sensing so that the students can use ham radio and robots to gather data from their environment and from satellites and to graph it. And for them to graph and use data, this applies to them in an exciting new way to collect it. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Well, there there you have it from several of the participants here from TI2. And when when you donate to that cause, you know, this is this is what is happening. And it doesn't happen unless those donations pay for all of this stuff. And uh, so a lot of times we... Um, you know, get get that mailer that says, you know, the education and technology program needs your help. We don't always see exactly where that money goes. Well, you know, this is this is where it's going. And um, so I'm glad that we could take this time to uh, give you a chance to hear from uh, some of the people who are, are the benefactors of of those donations so we've got one more that our, our hvac specialist is, is up here so here you go hello neil uh this is mario Shilinski, kb1 mds um i'm from uh, winchester new hampshire i teach at pathfinder regional vocational technical high school in palmer mass and uh, the teacher institute one and two have been um a really great help i want to start an amateur radio club at the school and I didn't know how to start a club, and I applied for TUA Teacher Institute 1, and I got a lot of great tools. And not only did I get a lot of great tools to start a new club, but when I'm teaching uh, basic electricity in HVAC, or if I'm teaching you know, how wireless thermostats work in HVAC, or how PLC controllers work in HVAC, TI1 and TI2 gave me some really good background information that I can share with the kids. Um, and as a result of that, one of the things that inspired me from TI1 was to do an Aries contact where I was able to do a school-wide initiative where I can get 
all the kids of the different trades to contribute in building the radio station, as well as having the academic side of the house talk about the space race and the sciences applied in space. And it was a really great experience for the kids. They learned a lot. Maybe some of these kids might not become amateur radios operators, but at least they got a chance to be part of an Aries contact, learn what amateur radio is about. And in some cases, some of the students uh, found out um, that in the past and their grandparents are amateur radio operators that they didn't even know about. So it kind of sparked a lot of new family conversations. So I'm very grateful for TI-1. I'm very grateful for TI-2. Um, this is a really great blessing for me at the school. And the recurring theme over the years that I, that I learned from Carol Perry, WB2, MGP, and others is, you know, you, you, you teach radio, you, you teach the license later. You, you get them hooked. You, you get them involved. And that's really what this is about, is, is teaching teachers how to get the kids involved in it. And, and, yeah, maybe not every single student is going to be a ham radio operator, like you just said. But they're going to know about it. And, and they may be people who are sitting on HOA boards that... You know, you want to put up an antenna, and and you got to get approval. And so, the more people know the the benefits of this, uh, the better off we are. So, I I totally totally agree. Well, we're just about out of time here, but Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot because we're not in we're not in class, so I get to do this. So, after hearing all of this, um, all of these. Uh, praises and success story what are, what are your thoughts here on on finishing up tomorrow well i'm i'm really excited yeah like every day i get up in the morning and i can't wait to get over to headquarters with this group um i it, it's fun to see all of you guys talking to each other and working with each other and building those connections because this cohort i know you'll keep in touch and be able to support each other so not only will they get the benefit of the information the content the the resources that we have but now we have an entire network of teachers that we can connect with and reach out to each other and i think that's a huge part in in our business of education you have to have that network of educators that get it and understand what you're doing and we have that common thread of amateur radio. So we have that, that other side that we can connect on and really build with. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a little sad, though, when we finally wrap everything up and send you guys on your way, so, on your way home. And personally, I'd like to thank all of the teachers, all the educators who invest their time. I mean, this is their summertime, you know, so they don't have a lot of free time and they only have so many weeks during the summer to enjoy themselves and they've invested their time into this program and I'd also like to thank the donors because without them these teachers couldn't get what they get out of this program so I did thank them both Chris anything uh, here to finish up it's exciting to see the the interest the reach that this is going to have we're talking HVAC we're talking robotics we're talking space so that's the real fun part is is it's not just the radio it's all the things that radio is a gateway to that makes this exciting and and shows that what we're doing in lifelong learning is is really going to pay off over time so once again thanks for having us all right chris thank you for uh, all of your work on this as well and 
again, uh, it's it's one of the best opportunities I've had and definitely the best professional development I've ever had and uh, it's been a blast to, to be back and, and and work with Matt and, and Matt I actually have known Matt for, for a while because we did the school club roundup thing and one of the things that Matt did that that is stuck is uh, having a, a list of questions that the kids can answer um, so when you talk to kids on the radio, you know, you have something to talk about that they're going to be prepared to do that. And, and I think that uh, that was a great thing. And that's something that's that stuck with me. Uh, we, he sent it out on an email one time and, and still use it to this day um, of things, you know, to, to help with the mic fright. So so thank you to uh, to Matt for for a great week and, and for Allie and Chris and their support and. And thank you to everybody out there listening and uh, chiming in tonight and, and listening a little bit about this Teachers Institute. And if um, you are a teacher or you know of a teacher who wants to get more information about the program, Allie, where do they go? You can either email ead at org. You can check out our website, www dot org teacher slash teachers dash institute or you can simply call headquarters uh, 860-594-0200 all right there you go so if you need more information uh, look that up give them a call and uh, you can find out more about the programs so that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guests, Matt Severin, N8MS, Allie Flynn, KM3ALF, and Chris Bickle, K1BIC, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening in and typing in. And I invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for another episode of Ham Talk Live. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG Live in Newington, Connecticut saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.